everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, as we wrap up the Book of Romans, I have a Institute student here with me, Miss Jenna Biddick. Hey. And you've actually been on the podcast already. We did Romans 11. Yeah. And she's back. You're in the Institute. Where are you serving? I serve with Women's Bible Study. And they meet tonight? They do. Thursday night, 7 p.m. Thursday night. So if you think about it, pray for those ladies. There'll be hundreds of women gathering together tonight to share God's Word. And if you live in Dallas and want to get plugged in, you can just show up. 7 p.m., main building, upstairs in the loft. We'll point you in the right direction. It'll be a blast. But Jenna, today we are in Romans 16. What you got for us? Okay, thanks, Emma. We are closing out the book of Romans Closing today. it out. Crazy. Congratulations. Another book. Um, Paul, naturally, as he's closing out his book, takes the opportunity to brag on all of the many friends that— There's lots of them. He has. There's lots of them. I'm, I'm kidding, but I'm also not, because Paul addresses 36 people in this chapter. Now— Before you kind of shut down at all of the lists of names of people that you don't know, um, what's really cool about this is that this is 36 people that Paul is partnering with in ministry for the gospel. And out of these 36 people, eight of them are actually with him in Corinth, and then the rest are stationed in Rome where this letter is headed. So within this list of names, he addresses at least two households as well as three house churches. Now, house churches were the normal way for believers to gather and have the scriptures read and worship together during this time. But my favorite thing about this list is that most of the names that Paul mentions are Gentile names. And this is a big deal because if you think back to what we've read in Join the Journey in Matthew, you'll probably remember that the Jews believed that the gospel was only for them. And so Jesus showed up and the way that he lived and healed and the message that he proclaimed was so hard for them to grasp because they couldn't understand the idea of an outsider being welcomed in. And then this same message is reaffirmed in Acts 10, where God gives Peter a vision of the heavens opening and a sheet holding a bunch of animals and reptiles and birds descends upon the earth. Now, this is kind of a strange vision, but in response to this vision in Acts 10, 34 and 35, Peter proclaims, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. So this truth that was brought to light even greater in the person of Jesus, and then was reaffirmed in Acts, is now coming to fruition as we see a list of Gentile names who are partners with Paul in the work of the gospel. And it's so cool because you think—I love that you brought up the book of Acts, Jenna. You flipped back to the beginning of the book of Acts, which is the story of the church starting, and you get the plan. And the plans that the gospel would go from Jerusalem, which is where the Jews were, to Judea and Samaria, Gentiles, and the rest of the earth. And I I love this list in Romans 16 because you see it happening. And also another fun fact is that 
some commentators believe that half of the names uh, in this list are females. So it's not even just Jews and Gentiles. It's Jews, Gentiles, males, females. Everybody has an opportunity to receive Christ. And we know that the plan that's laid out in Acts for the gospel to move forward, it works out because in the end, in Revelation 7, verses 9 through 10, we read, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one can number, from every nation, from all tribes and people and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hand, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. So praise God that this gospel is for all of us because— I don't know about you, Emma, but I am not of Jewish descent. No, I'm not either. So this is good news even for us, that there is diversity but not division in God's family. So good. And so Paul goes on after this, and he kind of gives this early church, um, they're like an infant church, just warnings against people who are going to come and are going to try to deceive and divide them as believers. And kind of his final encouragement to these people is found in um, verses 25 and 27. And It's this theme of strengthening that I think we see throughout the whole book of Romans. He says, Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, has now been disclosed and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations according to the command of the eternal God to bring about. About the obedience of faith. So amidst all the dangers that this early church is facing, from persecution to false teaching to wayward doctrine, Paul reminds the Romans to cling to the only thing that can establish them, which is the Lord. And he, this is an idea that he included even back in Romans 1, verse 5. He says, Jesus, our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations. And Emma touched on it earlier with Revelation 7, 9 through 10, that this will become a reality within the family of God because God has disclosed to you and to me the good news of Jesus Christ. And not only that, but He strengthens us as we share it with others. So good, Jenna. I think when I look at the end of Romans 16, I get this verse that can kind of be confusing. As you just said, he strengthens us so we can share it with others. In verse 17, we read, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you've been taught. Avoid them. And that's confusing because the whole mission is that we would share with people who don't understand truth. And so why would Paul say, hey, avoid, avoid these people? And tomorrow, as we start the book of 1 Corinthians, we're actually going to talk about that because there's this reality that while we have imputed righteousness, if we're in Christ, which means God sees us as righteous, He doesn't see our sins, every day we have to make the choice to live righteously, to choose righteous actions or right actions. And 
sometimes we get that wrong. As broken people, we'll get it wrong, and there will be divisions, and there will be people who seek to create divisions. And in 1 Corinthians, what we'll find is a letter of correction to a church that was getting it wrong, a church that was marked by a lot of divisions, a lot of people who were challenging sound doctrine, teaching false gospels. And so Paul's going to really pastor the church in in Corinth or the church of Corinth to to walk righteously and interact with those who disagree with us. And so uh, what I don't want us to do is finish the book of Romans and be confused. Like, I thought we were supposed to share the gospel, but Paul says to avoid these people. I want our listeners to hear that we're about to spend a lot of days talking about those who create divisions and um, what to do when we get it wrong ourselves. And so I'm really excited we're going to start 1 Corinthians, and we're actually going to be walking through 1 Corinthians as a church on Sunday morning. So that'll be super fun as well. And it will be a great time for us to invite friends to read along with us if they've got questions about the church, spiritual gifts, sound doctrine, the role of women, communion. I mean, there are so many tough topics in 1 Corinthians, and I'm excited for us to jump in together. And Jenna, thank you for sharing with us. It has been great to have you. Thank you so much, Emma. You're so welcome. That's all we've got time for today, but I'm so glad we're on this journey together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.